Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today I have Laura Law and Carrie Turley with us um, from Lolly Publishing, and they live here in Gilbert, Arizona. I've actually met several people recently from my own hometown right now, um, where I live. It's not actually where I grew up, but uh, we've, we found each other in a local Facebook group, and they agreed to come on today. So why don't you tell us about your children's publishing company? Well, thank you for having us. We're excited to talk to you today. Hi there, April. <laughs> so Sorry, this we're, is... we're, we're two heads on one body here. So we, <laughs> yes, I should we probably kind of... explain for our <laughs> listeners. So we are having kind of a unique situation today. I do have Lara and Carrie on one camera with one set of um, headphones being shared between the two of them. Uh, so we can so we can publish this in our normal fa- format. So this is going to be more of a conversation between the two of them, kind of explaining their journey. Uh, and maybe I will not t- talk as much as I normally do. So go ahead and just talk about talk. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the beginning. Like, how did this start and how long have you been working from home? Would you like to go first or would you like <laughs> me to go first? This is our dilemma. Um, you go first. Okay, I okay. get to start. So we're going to give the short version. Otherwise, we could be here for hours and hours. But the short version is, um, and this is Laura speaking, I am an artist. I've done murals and all kinds of art for years and years. And Carrie is a writer. And we found each other. We created this magical world in our heads and decided to write a book for children, a middle grade chapter book that had illustrations. And when it came time to publish this book, we found that it was going to be a little bit of a challenge because most publishing houses do not want to take an author that comes with their own illustrator. Yep. So, um, and that was a non-option. That was a (laughs) non-option. We are a team. And so we just kind of jumped feet first in and said, well, I think we're going to start our own children's book publishing company. And yes, it started with our own book, but we didn't know how, how big it was going to get. And I think at the, by the end of this year, we'll have 52 titles and this is our third year in business. So we are, we're kind of barely treading water um, because things have grown so quickly, but we are just thrilled and we've loved the experience that and, we've had and not not 52 titles that we've written and illustrated oh, no. we've done a few of those but we've worked with many other authors and illustrators and actually met some really really talented people it's we have a fun job we do we we get to jump into a lot of creative minds and it's really fun it sounds really great i uh i have a funny story to talk about um or to tell i guess from when i was in my bachelor's program, I needed to finish one last math class. Um, my, my, my final class that I needed to be able to squeeze into my schedule was a math class and I couldn't, I couldn't fit it in, um, in order to graduate everything else, like all of the, none of the schedules worked out and I had to get all of my other classes in to finish. And I went to the Dean and I was like, can I take this children's literature class instead? (laughs) And I told them, I said, I have, you know, um, my future, my my plans for my future did not include math. And I actually had hoped to be a children's author someday in the future, um, which hasn't happened. But at some point, I actually 
very seriously looked into uh, pursuing a PhD in children's literature. And I have a lot of books and I've read a lot and I um, dabbled in writing a little. It's really fun. But Mm -hmm. when I started learning about, you know, you need to get an agent to help you find a publisher. It's like, oh my goodness. That's when I realized, you know, my book, whatever I pour my heart into is going to end up at the bottom of some swamp. So (laughs) um, that's where you guys came in. It, it's funny you bring that up because I should let Carrie talk because I told the last story. You go. I well, know you're going to just say exactly. What I'm going to say the same thinking, thing. So, <laughs> well, I probably not, but I wanted to touch on your comment about an agent. Uh, we actually at our publishing house don't accept agented manuscripts. We like to work very intimately with the authors and with the illustrators and help their vision meld. Um, so that they're both happy with the final product and we don't just assign an illustrator to an author's work without their input to know that it's it's what they're envisioning with with their story and we don't um we don't need a middleman in there to do that you know we want to work with with the author themselves and and get to know them and what they what they've written and so the Have business you, has made it so difficult for authors nowadays to be published by a traditional publish, publishing house. And, and we just didn't like how things were run. So we decided, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it the way that we want. That benefits the author, that benefits the illustrator in the best way we know how. So, Right. Yeah. So when I was uh, writing, I had to write something for my um, class that I took. Mm-hmm. And I had a very specific idea in my mind of what I wanted. And I had my dad help illustrate. I actually have some really talented artists in my family as well. Um, and he was able to get it, you know, the, the illustrations to what I wanted as a as the author of this little story. Um, and as I was brainstorming other ideas, I always had a very specific style in my mind of what I would want the illustrations to look like. And that was another area that I was like, "Mm, I don't think I could give that up because I have this, you know, the words go along with these pictures that I have in my mind Mm -hmm. and I would need someone who could execute that. Um, So have you hired any other teams who are like you? We, well, we work with several authors and illustrators that have varying backgrounds and we have we have a marketing team we have editors that work with us um we just hired an office assistant we are so thrilled yay (laughs) because we're doing it all so Mm -hmm. um we're growing bit by bit and that's another thing a lot of authors are turning to self-publishing and that's a great avenue uh, for many to take but some are doing it without going through the process of getting their work properly edited or they don't know how to properly format. And so we're here to to help bridge that between, you know, self-publishing. And there are some really great self-published books Mm -hmm. out there that have gone through that process, but there are some that don't know how. There's a lot of steps involved in self-publishing. And if you, if you're just starting and you don't know where to go from there. It's, it's really daunting and overwhelming. And so um, if you can, if you can get published, if someone's willing to pay you for your story. Yeah. Awesome. And mm-hmm. instead of self-publishing, cause that's all, that's all on you. So yeah, as far as I think the biggest thing is just the reach, like, yeah, yeah I self-published this book, but mm-hmm. you know, who's gonna, who's gonna get it on their shelves, you know, then exactly. you're like a one man right. show and you're marketing. To do like, yeah, doing so, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you guys marketing then? 
We, yes, we do market. We have yes. our, our marketing um, director. We have she, our marketing director. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we have our marketing director who um, was by herself for a long time. We've just hired an assistant for her because, because again, we're growing so quickly. We've, we've actually just hired three employees in the last week. And what? <laughs> I know it's, it's kind of mind boggling to us, but um, she is working her tail off to market our books, to get them out there in front of eyes. And a lot of marketing in this industry comes down to the authors and the illustrators themselves. And that's even with a traditional publishing house, yeah. they want their authors and their illustrators to have a presence on social media. And if you don't, your books are not going to sell. That's just that's just yeah. the way it is nowadays. You need mm -hmm. a presence out there. And so we, we do let all of our authors and illustrators know you, you need to be on social media. You need to be posting. You need to be sharing, not just about your book, but about yourself because your readers want to learn more about mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And so we're, you know, we're still learning. We're still figuring out what, what are the best ways and we're, you know, we're a couple of old ladies who are reaching into that social media and it's not overwhelming at all. Oh no, no, it's a, it's definitely a young person's game, but we we're doing our best and Hey, we're pretty proud of ourselves. The other thing that we do is we have a, we have a private Facebook group that's just for our authors and illustrators. Uh, it's a community place for them to share with each other and help each other with ideas of promoting. We put marketing opportunities on there for them. So it's it's just a nice, we have a nice little community within our, um, within, we consider everyone part of our team, basically. When you yeah. ask if we work with other teams, we consider all of our authors and illustrators part mm -hmm. of our team. When somebody sends in a submission and we accept it, they get welcomed into the whole group and here's a whole it's, bunch of new friends right. that are here to help you promote your book too. It's the I guess what I was, family. Oh, good. So <laughs> law, law is Laura's last name mm -hmm. and Turley is Carrie's last name and they mashed it up. So it's law. And then they took the last half of Carrie's mm -hmm. yep. last name, Lee Lolly. This yes. is really cute. And it's L-A-W-L-E-Y. So it yes. sounds like lollipop, but it, it does. doesn't look like that. Hey, but it, uh, we're as fun as a lollipop. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was talking about teams, I was wondering if you ever have had an author and illustrator approach you together, oh. or have you found that even amongst your family that you have now built with your uh, publishing house, that people are pairing up like that? You want to take that, Laura? Sure. <laughs> We've actually had several authors come to us with illustrations half completed or all the way completed by someone they have found. And it, it just kind of makes us feel good that we're able to take that, those two as a team. We, we are not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, we're not going to take your illustrator. We do have boundaries. You know, they do have to have some talent and some skill. We don't want to take something that looks like a kindergartner did it. We do want to publish quality products, but uh, we've had a lot of luck. I guess we've been blessed to have these author and illustrator teams come to us that are both just amazing and, mm -hmm. and have some, have put out some just fabulous books that we are really proud of. So there's, yeah. there's a couple tricky parts with that. Uh, we do recommend that when you're submitting 
that your manuscript that you submit it and and you can include a sample of the artwork or mention that you have an illustrator to work with but there have been a couple of times where we have not been able to accept a manuscript because of the artwork mm -hmm. um and on the flip side we've had things submitted to us that we love the artwork and, and the, the manuscript isn't quite where the story it needs to doesn't be. quite so it's meet a, up. it is a tricky thing but the nice thing is we're willing to look at it and we're willing to um make it work if we can it's not an automatic nope you can't work with that illustrator you know we we want to make it work if we can so you two have a really interesting situation that i need you to spell out for everyone you live five doors away from each other yes <laughs> how how did this happen? How did you two meet and how did you end up working together and did you already live close to each other? So I moved into, the, this is Laura speaking, I moved into the neighborhood about four and a half years ago, met Carrie, my new neighbor, and um, that's she, really all it took. <laughs> really all it took. We just, we connected over um, similar interests and found out that, you know, I'm an artist. She's a, a writer. Let's let's get together and create because we just never stop creating. Either one of us, yeah. we're always creating something, and it just was kind of a natural progression into Lolly Publishing now. And um, every <laughs> every step of the way, I'm laughing because this has been a learning experience for both of us. And every step of the way we have had to learn, okay, what is our next step? Well, let's learn how to do this and let's learn how to do this. We, we're just both very determined and want this to be successful. And we're willing to put in the time and the effort to figure out how to make it successful. And there are tears involved sometimes, <laughs> but there's a lot of joy and happiness. Yeah. It's, it's a fun world that we get to be a part of with children's books so how do your respective families feel about this new partnership that you have they're, they're amazing this is carrie speaking yeah. we really have amazing support from our husbands from our children from our grandchildren they you know it's a little tricky to figure out sometimes timing because we're not as available as if we weren't doing this obviously you know there's mm -hmm. work hours now and and it's taken some as those work hours have grown it's taken some communication on both ends to you know to figure those out but they I think they're our biggest fans they are they they're just they're very supportive um the, the way our husbands speak about our business sometimes I just kind of I, I kind of sit back and listen to my husband and go Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, they're very supportive. And, but we still take time to be with our families. You know, we, we get asked to babysit our grandkids and we want to be able to do that. And so if one of us is doing that, we know, okay, it's me today. And, and Carrie is babysitting her kids and she's, you know, I'm going to leave her be. And, and if and I need her, yeah. if I need her, I'll talk to her this evening or tomorrow when we can. And, and it's nice that, that there are two of us. Be, there's no way that one of us could be running this business. Yeah. Um, and, I, and we're both, we're both very family oriented. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have our family's support. That's our family comes first. And so, yeah. um, 
that's, that's just how it had to work with us. Yeah. I want to hear you talk a little bit about how you are sharing each other's space in each other's homes, because I know right now you're recording this in Carrie's home, but generally you're next, you're down the street at Lara's home. So, (laughs) um, so we, well, we started in my home, actually. <laughs> we were going to, we were not going to talk about this, but I think we may need to talk about this, our first, <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Our first creative project together was actually transforming a room in my house, a spare bedroom, uh, into a, um, an, um, it, <laughs> it's a whole world. So, um, she, it started with Laura. She wanted me to paint a couple of fairies on a wall for her grandkids. And that was it. And it turned into four walls and the ceiling and the upstairs and it's three-dimensional. There are fairy houses in the walls and it, it, it really is a all, whole nother world that you all step the furniture into. is handmade. It's so that was our first <laughs> magical. It's beautiful. It's My magical and beautiful. <laughs> Did you guys get a log throughout this entire project? Because it sounds oh, like yes. it kind of blossomed. <laughs> Oh, it did. With every day, there were new ideas. Well, what if we did this? And what if we did this? Hence the reason our first book is called What If? (laughs) And it is based on this world that we created in her spare bedroom for her kids. And we had so many friends asking us, what are you doing? What do you, because we would post pictures and, and we ended up doing an open house and we would give people, people tours of the room and probably to date had, I would say, 250, 250 to 300 people at least yeah. go through there. Yeah. And it's a, <laughs> it's a small bedroom, but it was, and this is going to sound funny to say, it was a spiritual experience for us. Yeah. Um, everything was prompted. We felt very much guided, guided. So that was our first office was, is this magical (laughs) land in my house? And we just, we, we just get along. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't fight. We don't have, you know, we just work together to, to make everything happen. And so we had to transition when we moved into the businessy side of things to a spare room in Lara's house that we have um, transformed into our, into our office. But often we work it's kind of both. We work together at her house in her office, and we also work in our own homes and talk on the phone during the day. Or it's very, it's just like having offices down the hall, mm-hmm. except our hallway can be very hot sometimes. <laughs> Living in Arizona, so, you know, sometimes 120 <laughs> degrees in the hallway, but it's okay. Yeah. Are you going to build a tunnel? Oh, we want to we would so badly to. if our neighbors would just be compliant. If Gilbert would just (laughs) approve that. I know. That'd be great. We've talked about it so many times. Um, no, that's not going to happen. It's it's funny because you were like, we're not going to talk about this, but you totally did. And I I can't even imagine why you wouldn't say that because that sounds like a wonderful way to start. It's can be such a long story. It really is a, it is our beginning and we love it. It is so special to us, this room and the four months that we spent creating this room. And yes, it was four months from the time I dropped my children off at school to the time I had to go pick them up. And then in the evenings, we were working on separate projects almost midnight. till we went to bed <laughs> and we, our husband's kind of, and our families lost us for a few months, but then oh. my husband got involved. He did. So 
<laughs> we he put was, him to work doing some carpentry and laying floors and lighting. And yeah, it's a, it was a beautiful experience for us that led to, to this business. And so, yes, we were going to kind of leave it out because it can be a long story, but I am curious though, when you were making that room together, were you just thinking of writing a book together or were you just doing it for fun to make it for the grandchildren? It was just for fun. It was just a fun thing. And then, and then the book came because the stories, we don't create anything without a backstory. So there isn't a thing in that room that doesn't have a purpose and a meaning and a reason and a story for being there from the characters to the houses to the river to the tree to, to the waterfall <laughs> to the dragons to the yeah. it's you know as as I was painting each character they became a real person to me and I would talk to them and she was dreaming about the characters in the land and there was a time for a few weeks where we both individually had the idea of I think this needs to be a book. We didn't express it to the other one. When we finally did, it was, oh, you've had the same idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna do a picture book, right? Because we knew it we knew it had to be illustrated. Mm-hmm. And then the picture book turned into a sixty thousand word chapter book that Carrie, book Carrie's working <laughs> on book two. So. There are, there are just so many stories to write in that land and so many characters that we've put in there that, that just need to tell their stories. So I guess we're just going to continue on and, and have fun with it while we're doing it. This is so fun. Keep talking. <laughs> continue. We don't, we don't mind sharing the story. We just wanted to stay focused on the purpose of your podcast. Um, so well, we were, I mean, we, we talked beforehand. Oh no, we can't bring that up. She, she won't want to talk about that, but that's great. We but love that's it. what got us to this point. So, well, I important. guess the purpose of the podcast is really like, how do people make it work working from home? Like, mm-hmm. how do you share your space with we, your business and your family? So we really lucked out between Carrie and I, we've talked about this so many times with our publishing business things naturally get pushed into my corner or her corner because we each have a different set of skills. Hmm. As of right now, I am the art department for our publishing company. That doesn't mean I do all the illustrations for the books. I could never, (laughs) (laughs) there's no way that I could do that. But as illustrations come in, they come to me if something needs to be cleaned up or fixed or the color needs to be brightened anything involving the illustrations is my job and I naturally take care of that and it's easy for me and she that's like I don't want to touch it Carrie (laughs) she's like no that scares me and when it comes to editing that's all on Carrie's plate because as much as I loved English in school and I am an avid reader I trust her more with the editing and she is highly skilled when it comes to prosody for rhyming books she has this amazing talent for for rhyme and so it just kind of naturally falls onto one of our plates and so as we've grown this business it's been so easy for us to delegate okay you take this part I'll take this part and then when we reached a situation where we didn't know what to do we found someone to help us Mm -hmm. 
And and that's where, you know, we reached out and found um, a marketing director and we've now got other editors because our, you know, you can only do so much. Um, the chap, you know, the, the picture books are a little easier and quicker to edit, but when we get into chapter books, those take a long time mm-hmm. and, um, so and we format together. So we do, we work separately. And then when it comes time to format the book, we're both, you know, it's like a, it goes back, it's like a relay, it goes you know, back I and hand forth. it off to her and then, and then Laura hands it back to me. It's tag and, you're it. Yeah. It's <laughs> We both, uh, we work in InDesign for formatting. That's kind of the basis for any publishing. And so I'll get in there and I'll put the illustrations in and maybe I'll play around with the font. And then I say, okay, I'm done in there. And now you go in there. And so she'll go in there and she'll, she'll play around with the font. Oh, I found a font I really like. Go in and look at it and see if it looks good. See what I've done with the placement. It really is, we are two brains in, I mean, we should be one. I don't. What, are, what am I, I trying to say? I don't know. We are. We're a giant brain together. I don't know. <laughs> it's. It just has worked out so well for us, and we really don't. There are times when we have different opinions, for sure, and but we like that. We we do yeah. because it. We like seeing the other person's ideas and what can we do that with this that I didn't think of, and so there's just it's mutual respect for the other people person's ideas and intelligent and their skill level. And it's, that's important in any business when you're working with other people is just to be respectful. So I think too, uh, we work, what our job is very creative. And so because we had a start in a very creative realm that this is just a continuation of that. We already knew that we liked creating together. We already knew how to bounce ideas off of Mm -hmm. each other and have those ideas explode and expound because we were both putting into them and it wasn't just one person coming up with it. I wanted to ask, did either of you have any experience in book writing or publishing or illustrating? I know that you're an artist and you were a writer, but had you written books before? I have, I have written for personal things. I've written a lot for, um, a lot of poetry for friends and family and on a personal level and, and some stories long ago that I uh, <laughs> could not publish now, you know, um, but I, it was always something that I thought that I wanted to get into, but I really didn't, I didn't know how. And I think, I know that working with Lara, we gave each other the courage to do mm-hmm. some things that we had been too fearful to do on our own. It was very much an awakening for both of us. We both had these skills that we were afraid to really share with the world. Um, I had done murals in several schools. I grew up doing murals on my kids' walls every couple of years. Um, Anything I can get my hands on, I create. I did have a book that I self-published many years ago, uh, strictly for my children. It was my story for my children. Um, that was done in watercolor. And then I had a book that had just been sitting around for a few years that ended up being the second book that we published. And that was done with paper craft. So it's like cut and paste with paper. 
um, on a higher skill level, but I always just compare it with kindergarten, cut and paste like in kindergarten, but just with a little but, more skill level. <laughs> level um, 10.0. Level 10.0. It, you know, it took me months and months to, to do this book. And then it just sat there because I didn't really want to self-publish it again. Um, I did want to take it to the next level. And then when this came around, I was like, well, Hey, I, I kind of have this book and it's just sitting there ready to be published. And it's amazing. Once we decided to make that jump and start this company, we immediately had people coming to us that, you know, so our first book that we published was, um, the author was a good friend of mine in high school and I hadn't spoken to her in years since we were pregnant with our first children. And she reached out to me over Facebook where we were friends on Facebook. So we kind of, you know, kept tabs on each other's life. And she reached out to me and asked me if I would illustrate a couple of stories that she had written for her boys when they were younger. And I said, Oh, I, I would love to, Don't have time. <laughs> but I, I have just started this huge project and I really just don't have the time. But at the time, my daughter who was 14 was really emerging as a wonderful artist. And I said, would you mind if, if my daughter illustrated this for you? And Hey, we're looking at opening a publishing company. Can we publish this book for you? <laughs> so she was kind of our Guinea pig and um, she was so gracious and wonderful to let mm -hmm. us take her baby and um, hand it over to my daughter to illustrate and, and kind of use it as our first experience out there. And it, it just cemented for us that I think we're doing the right thing. Every step of the way, we felt like we're doing the right thing. Each, we keep getting little um, promptings, pushes, comments that, that people have made to us. It's really neat to see people's dreams come to reality and and when they share that with us and we see how it's impacting their life and we see how um how much they've enjoyed the process mm -hmm. and how excited they are to get their books out and then how excited people are to see those books and to buy them and and just are loving these stories then we know we're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. this i have a question so what if someone wants to like you said you wrote a book was that laura that said that you wrote a book your, your story for your family Yes. What yes. if someone wanted to write a story that would be more personal, more interesting just to their own family to members? Family. Is it better to self-publish or to go through someone Probably, for the help? I would say self-publishing self is your best bet. Most publishing houses are looking for very specific stories. They're looking for specific genres. When we decided to, to open this company, we sat down and said, okay, what don't we like in the industry right now? What do we want to change? And so we have very specific guidelines of what we will accept. Basically it's, does it teach an important lesson to children? Uh, does it spark imagination or magic in their lives? Mm -hmm. Or does it make that child feel good about themselves or the world they live in? Those are kind of our guidelines. Um, obviously it has to be written well. Um, but if it does not fall under one of those, then it could still be a great story, but you know, we are small, we can only 
produce so many books. And so we've really decided to focus on, on those three main ideas. And we have, we've not had a problem finding those Mm -hmm. luckily because we have, we, we kind of saw that that was lacking. Mm -hmm. I think the industry has gotten away from a lot of what we were used to as kids, you know, the magic, the feel good. There's, I read an article a few months ago um, about what children's agents are looking for. If you're, if you're an author and you're looking to get agented and one of the top genres was horror and this is for children's books and I just I we just cringed I just cringed really do our children need to be reading horror there's enough of this going on in the world that we live in let's let's bring them happiness let's make them feel good about themselves let's spark their creativity because Mm -hmm. that's also um dissolving in this world of electronics and games and I'm not that I am against that. My children all love electronics mm-hmm. and games, but imagination is so important and it's brought so much joy into our lives that I can't imagine a world in the future that doesn't that doesn't have that on a the level that that we're used to. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. If it's, if it's a you. personal story, it can, you know, they can self-publish. There's also a, a thing out there that we're not, and that is a vanity publisher. Mm-hmm. And many new authors get um, caught, stuck in a relationship with a vanity publisher, and they didn't realize that's what they were getting into. So um, just to explain that a little bit, vanity publishers want you to pay them to publish your book. That's your big clue. If they're asking you to pay them a sum of money to get it published and that is not what you want to do, turn the other way and keep looking for, for a publishing house. The publisher should be paying, paying you. you. You shouldn't be paying the publisher. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a book like a, a family history book that's you know got photos and some family history, then and you're just going to purchase enough copies for your family, then a vanity publisher might be the way to go or self-publishing mm-hmm. through through an avenue that way. Um, Can you but it, do the nuance in between the self-publishing and the vanity? The differences between... So if you're self-publishing, there are... I don't even know how to explain that. So there's programs. <laughs> there's pro- You're doing all the work. You're doing the formatting. You're doing you're getting everything ready and then you've, you know, put it up on, on typically people use Amazon to do that. There are other self-publishing avenues, but Amazon's program, which is called KDP is the most prominent out there, but you're putting up all the funds as well. You're paying for an illustrator. You're paying someone to edit. You're paying for someone to format that if you don't have the knowledge to do that yourself. And then you're paying if, you know, if, if it is a family history story and you're just buying a few, then that is a decent route to go. Mm-hmm. But if you're wanting to get that book into a bookstore, it, it's going to cost you a lot of money mm-hmm. um, if you go that route. And But then if you go vanity publisher, it's going to cost you a lot of money you're, too. You're but, doing all of that. Plus you're paying the publisher a sum 
that's they're making their money off mm-hmm. of you is how they're doing that. And a lot of authors don't realize that they think, oh, I have this book ready, but I found this publishing company and they want to charge me $5,000 to publish it. And then they just, their dreams are crushed and they don't, you know, they don't do it. And and there's some vanity publishers out there that um, you have to be very careful with the rights to your book because they're, if you don't read the contract, you will find that you don't have a lot of rights when it comes to your, your manuscript once you sign with them. So just be very cautious. There are, there are routes you can take if you want to if you don't have the knowledge to self-publish a book, vanity publishing yes. could definitely be the way for you to go, but just be very careful when reading that contract. Know what your rights are. Uh, make sure that you are not um, getting into a situation that you can't get out of because I've seen that several mm-hmm. times. And do your research. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you think one way to pu- if you think you only have one way to publish and it doesn't feel right research the other ways, talk to other people, put that question out there and find the right fit for you because um, there is no one right fit. We, we have authors who have done all three. They've, they've tr- published traditionally, they've self-published, and then they may have something with a vanity press. It, every book is different. Every situation is different. Just like we're all different as human beings and we right. all have different yeah. personalities and choices. So there are different avenues for everything. And you said that you do not work with agents and how does that set you apart from other publishing houses? Most traditional big house publishing companies will only take agented manuscripts and I don't work for them. So we're not going to say that that's written in stone, but that's the general way that things work in the publishing world is you have to have an agent that then represents you and, and try, they take to, your book to the publishing house yeah. to try to sell your book to that publishing house. So we just accept manuscripts submitted by the author. They they write us a query letter and a summary letter of their story. And all of that's on our, you know, all the fine, the fine print on our website that tells you how to submit. And then they send us their manuscript with that. And we have a submissions committee that goes through and um, reads through those submissions before they, before they come to us so that we um, get some varying input on what might fit into our release schedule. And, you know, we don't want a book that's exactly like something we already have or very similar Mm -hmm. to it, or does it fit the guidelines of what we want to represent? Or is it too similar to a book that's popular out there right now Mm -hmm. that that's something we do want to stay away from? So once it goes through our submissions committee, then it comes to us and we, we review their everything that they've looked at, we then review it. We put our eyes on it. We'd have meetings and discuss it, what we'll, what we'll accept and what we won't. We haven't had anything submitted through an agent, but it does state on our website that we, we don't accept agented manuscripts. Okay. We just don't, we just don't think they're necessary. And that may get us into trouble later. Um, we really like size. working with, with the authors. <laughs> we love we love that personal relationship, and we want them to to make as much as they can. And if they don't have to give ten or twenty percent to a middleman, then then why do it? <laughs> so, so you've said that there have been tears 
But it oh, sounds as though the two of you always get along really well. So what have been some of the frustrations? Was it about working from home or was it about starting technology. a company? Uh, technology. Technology. <laughs> We're old. We're old. <laughs> I, think, I think really technology. Technology. Sure. I've wanted to throw my computer out the window on many, many <laughs> occasions. This business is all about technology. It's everything is done with a computer. And if they could just do what we want, when we want them to do it, the way we want it done, it would be fabulous. <laughs> but, but it never works that way. Yeah, yeah. We and, and at the same time, we're very grateful for technology. Technology is allowing us to have this interview with you and it Absolutely. allows us to do our business every day. And so there's, thankfully, there's more laughter and happiness and good things than there are tears, but there are some frustrations that come working with. We're just, we're just a know. couple of old dogs who are trying to learn new tricks and sometimes <laughs> it's a struggle for us, but I think we've done pretty dang well. So we're still here, we're still getting by and we've learned a lot in the last three years, so. For the record, I am old enough to remember card catalogs of the library oh, yes. and like uh, microfilm. Is that what you call it? Micro? Yes. Microfiche. Fiche. Yes. And uh, typewriters. I learned how to type mm -hmm. on a typewriter. So Me I have too. also been with you through a lot of these, <laughs> these changes, uh, technology in like specifically which parts, like the, the, the editing or the, the formatting All programs. The <laughs> All the parts. All the yes. parts have frustrated us at one one point or another. Um, sometimes we have issues with our. Most of the time, things work really well, and I think that's when the frustration comes in is when you're used to you figured it out, mm -hmm. you know how it's supposed to work, and all of a sudden you can't airdrop something to each other. Or, yeah. Yes, or we, you try we to are upload. big. We are yeah. big Apple. We are big Apple yeah. people. If <laughs> if we couldn't airdrop from our my iPad where I'm working on artwork to my laptop, I I would be in a huge bind. So, love you, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am with you on this one, but I I actually was lucky in that I had to learn both when I was, um, I won't say what year this was, but um, back in the day, over 20 years ago, when I started college, I had to learn how to use a Mac and a PC at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so half of my classes were on Macs and half of them were on PCs. And I had to get accustomed to the different shortcuts that you use mm -hmm. and just the way that the mouse and the menus and everything works. Mm -hmm. And that has actually been like one of my saving graces, I guess, because mm -hmm. that's kind of been like the story of my life is that like one job is this and the next job is that. And I need sometimes to have both in my life at the same time. Well, uh, we are back from the time where we took typing in oh, yeah. school. That was high school. We had Me to too. take yes. typing and and practice getting, you know, words per minute and all of that. Mm -hmm. And now with computer, there's you just go. Kids just Kid, my grandkids know how to do things on the computer. Yeah. And my grandkids yeah. know how to turn on the TV and I don't because yeah. I just don't watch TV. <laughs> uh, but so funny story for you about technology and how we really feel like we're in the right place. When we decided to write this chapter book of ours together, um, I have experience with watercolors. I have experience with acrylic paints. I have, I do this paper craft. But for some reason, I felt the need that this book needed to be done digitally. The art needed to be done. I'm going to interrupt you there. There wasn't a discussion. No. We decided to do this book and she said, oh, I'm going to have to learn digital art now. And, it, and we just accepted that. Well, of course you have to learn digital art. It never occurred to us 
that it would be done any other way, which is silly and ridiculous because we can put illustrations in a book in any, in any from form. any medium. <laughs> but, but apparently we did not think so at the time. Nope. And so here, you know, this old dog is learning how to do digital art on a brand new program where I'm having to ask my teenage daughter for help. How do you do this on here? And, you know, she just kind of laughed at me, but that experience, if I had not learned to do that book digitally, I, I would be a hot mess right now because it gave me the skills that I needed to basically run the art department for our company. Mm. And it was one of those, well, now I know why we decided to do this, this book in digital art, but at the time didn't even cross our minds that that was just what we were going to do. And, Mm. and I did it and I learned and it took me a long time to learn, but I did. And, and now it's a daily, it's a daily basis that I'm using those digital skills to, to fix, to, you know, were you artwork? Were you happy with the result of that art? (laughs) That's a loaded question. (laughs) Yes. If you ask me, I love every art piece she creates. Lara is an amazing artist, but as we all know, it's, it's very hard for either of us to go back and look at any of our work. We're very proud of it when we accomplish it. And, and I think really I don't think we're out of the norm here, especially because Mm -hmm. many of our authors and and illustrators say the same thing to us. We are, we put out our very best and we're very excited about it. And then you learn new skills and you improve as time goes on and you look back and you just have to learn to accept that that was your best at that time. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And we are our own worst critics Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. artists in any form they will tell you that I look back at things I did years ago, murals I did years ago, and there are certain aspects that I just love. Oh, I'm so proud of this section. And, but then I'm not going to turn my head and look at this section because, oh my goodness, I can't believe that that's what I left it at. As, as artists, we are perfectionists. We're always trying to be perfect. And so The answer to that question is a little bit yes and a little bit no, but that's with everything I've ever done in my life. I, there's, there's proud moments. And then there's moments that I'm just a little bit. You really can't as a creative person, you can't work in your craft and be stagnant at your level. You're always going to, if you're working in your craft, you're improving. Mm -hmm. And so um, that should be be the same in life as well. We should never be stagnant. We should always be learning and growing. So, yeah. Well, even with my podcast, honestly, like I am really proud of it. I enjoy doing this. This is a passion for me, uh, but it is more difficult to go back and listen to myself mm-hmm. make silly mm-hmm. mistakes and, you know, say things or like, you know, things don't always work out the way that I expected or I'm embarrassed at the way that I chose to phrase something. Uh, so it's you hard were being look- human? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And probably those are things that other people would not pick out at all. Just like sure. Laura said, we're, we're just hardest on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, yeah. and so you have to let that go. I want to talk ah, to you. Speaking from a person who <laughs> we're always trying to tell each other to let it go, but <laughs> do you, do you sing it too? A little bit? Sometimes. Oh, yes. There's a lot of singing actually. <laughs> Some of our best days in the office are when there's a, an impromptu dance party sing along. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah, happens. I think so. there's videos of that too somewhere. Yeah. I, I like this. Now, <laughs> speaking of your home office, so mm-hmm. normally I actually started this conversation with Laura um, on the on the Facebook group that we were part of from our community. And I was like, so am I going to just be interviewing you or she's like, oh, no, (laughs) I do everything with my partner. We are a team. (laughs) And so I started asking her, I'm like, so how does that work? Like, does she just walk in the door or do you guys like, how do you communicate that? Okay, I'm coming over. Sometimes I warn her and sometimes I don't. And (laughs) Vice versa. So funny story again today. So I have some chronic health conditions and take a nap every afternoon, a good three hours. (laughs) It's a blessing in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But there's always the while you were sleeping moment. So I, I wake up. The first thing I do is I look at my texts. Well, today I woke up, I came downstairs to our office got on my computer and I was checking some emails and I noticed under my wrist, what is that? I don't remember a note being on my computer. And there was a note from Carrie and it said, while you were sleeping, (laughs) I brought these books to our educational consultants. (laughs) We, my house is a very, it's a very open door policy. And that for me, that for (laughs) not the general, no general public. No, but if you like my children's friends, I have told them, please just walk into my house. If you're hungry, if you need to use the restroom, please just walk in. Um, I have two adult children living at home and three who, I'm sorry, two who are still in high school. There are people going in and out of my house all the time. We have a lot of animals, is a very busy household. But I, I like the fact that my friends are always welcome in my home. And now that we, now that my home is also our office, our business, it's, it's just kind of tenfold. I, our, our administrative assistant knows, okay, if you need to get some work done, just come on in, especially if I'm sleeping, that's a great time for her to come in, clean up the office, work on some filings, send emails. She's my kids know, Oh, so-and-so is going to walk in today. And sometimes we don't know when someone's going <laughs> to walk in, but it's very much an open door policy. And after our experience with working on the room in Carrie's house, where I just let myself in, it's kind of, that's just kind of how we yeah, are at each other's homes. And, and we like it that way. And mm-hmm. so yeah. sometimes that's in our pajamas. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say there <laughs> The, the best is a few months ago, I was having some work done on our closets and I couldn't take a nap in my bedroom <laughs> and I was mortified. I need my nap every day in order to function. I just do. And so I came and slept in, in Papa Nona land, the room that we created. And it was magical to me. I was like, <laughs> this is the best nap ever. <laughs> but I did. Carrie wasn't home and I just came and slept at our house and we just have that kind of relationship where your house is my house and my house is your house and take what you need and bring back what you don't need. And not everybody has this. And let me just be really clear. (laughs) And like for the people who are listening to, because not everybody of, especially of our age, especially Mm -hmm. of people who have moved from one city to another and don't have their friend group from high school or even college, um, there are a lot of people out there that are very lonely. Um, yes. Can you can you talk about how you actually started talking to each other? Like tips for people who want to make friends. <laughs> well, for Tag us, <laughs> we, <laughs> we 
actually met, we, we go to the same church. And so we actually met through church. Um, but we also live in a very friendly neighborhood. People are, people take walks, even in the terrible heat that we live in, you know, people are out. And I think, I think it, it can be scary, but you have to, you know, put a smile on your face and say, hi, if you, there's a, a gentleman that walks every single day by my house. And I walked by him many times between my house and Lara's for about three months before I finally said, hi, how are you today? And now, you know, I, I think it really is just putting yourself out there. Um, but we did meet through church. It's, um, I do know that it's difficult for people to find their community, their, their group of friends. It can be very challenging, especially in today's world. And I myself, I consider myself an introvert. I do not step out of my comfort. I know I do not step out of my comfort zone to, to go and meet people. And, but when I do meet someone, I am very open and encompassing sometimes to a fault. <laughs> um, I, I have unfortunately been too open at times, but that's just me. That's just my personality. I, I like to get to know people and I like to share about myself and, and we just, Carrie and I have so much in common. And at the same time, we are so very different hmm. and it just, it just works really well. But I, I do understand that it's hard for a lot of people to go and find your community, mm-hmm. find your group, your tribe that really is going to support you and love you despite your faults and, yeah, and just embrace you. So I, I understand that that's a challenge, but. And you never know what's going to come from it. Had, had Lara not moved into my neighborhood, I don't know that we would have met. No. She lived close by, uh, but I don't know that our paths would have crossed. And we've talked about that many times that there were so many things in our lives that have led us to this moment of being in this business. Mm-hmm. And yet that we didn't maybe recognize at the time that it took us meeting and talking and really getting to know each other and giving each other that you can do it. Come on. You know, you can, we became, I believe in you. And we, you know, we just became so important to each other and to building the other person up in their own, you know, with their own talents and skills. And we, we just really desperately needed each other. Yeah. (laughs) And we, I understand, I recognize how blessed we are in our situation and that not everyone is able mm-hmm. to experience that in our, in their lives. And I'm just so entirely grateful for that. So I, you know, I, we've been, we've been really lucky. I say, say <laughs> hi. You never know where it's, it's going to go. That's <laughs> that is, that is so true. I have met some of my favorite people just from simply striking up a little conversation. And then I have a whole slew of people in my phone. I took their numbers and everything who I never saw again, never talked with again. Mm -hmm. So you just never know. I think it's kind of like put yourself out there and see where it lands, I guess. (laughs) One of my favorite things, and my kids hate this. I, if I see someone in a grocery store or the waitress at our restaurant, I, I'm very observant. I'm an artist. So I I'm very observant and I, I look more than I talk, mm-hmm. but when I do finally open my mouth, I love to give people compliments. You are, your hair is gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Where did you get that dress? I'm always just 
I like to interact with people on that way. And it has opened a lot of doors for me um, with people. And my kids are mortified every time. Mom, why are you talking to strangers in the grocery (laughs) store? And I'm like, why aren't you? (laughs) You just described my mother to a T. Um, literally like she, and I think it's easy to, to comment on something physical, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, cute shoes or something like that. And sometimes people might think that's not sincere, but if it's coming from the right person, it really Mm -hmm. can be that little itty bitty, you know, nudge towards a real conversation. And it has served my mom very well. Um, at least two of us, my sisters, I have lots of brothers and sisters, but at least two of us have kind of followed in that foot in those footsteps. Mm -hmm. Um, and but yeah, it's, it's interesting being this age. And, you know, I think a lot of us find, I know for me, I still have kids in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And so I start to meet the parents of the other kids, mm-hmm. but now you have grown children. I guess you do have some teenagers in your house, right? Laura? I have, I have two left in high school. Yeah. I have a, I'll have a freshman and a senior this year, but then the, yeah. the other three are, are adults and one we're, has their own family. And <laughs> we're also friends with our grown kids, which yes. we both really enjoy yeah. there. They are, we talk to them daily and interact with them daily. Yeah. And, and it's, um, that's a joy to us. And so, you know, yeah. when your kids grow up, you kind of can cross that into that next level where they can become in some ways your peers, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You, you can, my, you can share things that my are oldest on. daughter who has her own children now, we're, you know, best friends. I talked to her multiple times a day and it's such a, it's such a neat relationship to have now. And so different than the one we had when she was growing up and my relationship with all of my kids have changed over the years, yeah. but it's just, it's a blessing to finally get to that point mm-hmm. where you can have a different, better relationship and you don't have to parent them as much anymore. <laughs> Not to say you don't want you, to sometimes. There, but. Yes, but at a certain point, you have to start backing off and <laughs> letting them live their own Heck, lives. Sometimes my kids parent me. So, it, you know, it, <laughs> I need it sometimes. That's true. I am sure that my mother would feel the same way about me doing that to her. But I, sometimes I look at my little five-year-old and I'm like, I hope we're friends in 20 years. I hope you are too, because it's yes. real. That's where I am with it's my a kids, and it's special it relationship. Is really nice. It is, yeah. and we're just blessed to have it. So, if if someone were to want to, I usually ask a question that might not really work for you two together, but I usually ask about people who want to work from home. Um, if you were to give any advice for people who wanted to work from home, what would you, you know, share tips and tricks? But for you also you know, obviously a lot of authors and illustrators are working from home, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. So just go ahead. Why don't you go first, Carrie? I would say you need to get your family involved. You know, it needs to be a communication that I know a lot of young um, couples, when they start having kids, the moms want, they would prefer to stay home. Many would. And, and they don't know, how to make that happen. But I see problems when they haven't talked to their spouse about it and they need to, I would say that communication is so important to make sure that you are a team and you're both on board with it and, and there's power in that. And so if you're, if you're both working together towards that goal, you'll find a way to make that happen in your home. Um, if it's, if it's possible, I also think you have to, you have to set those boundaries. You have to say that there's, 
<laughs> I'm punching her because that's what I was going to talk about. That's oh, my most important. It's really hard to set boundaries. <laughs> it's really, really hard because um, there's so many things in our life that that come into play that we want to take care of. You know, we're the nurturers. We're trying to take care of our family, whether they're in our house or not. We're still taking care of our family and um, and be there for our spouse and be there for our community and and be there for ourselves and, and be there for ourselves. <laughs> do those things that we like to do our, all those other hobbies that we enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. It's we've learned the hard way how to set boundaries. We've had to, and we get in, we caught, we get in on each other's case mm -hmm. every once in a while. She, Carrie yelled at me this morning because I, I yell. No, she didn't <laughs> yell. I say that, but she, she I yelled at me eyes. a little bit and said, you answered an email yesterday. Um, we have had to set hours. We, we work until this time. And then the evenings are for our families. The weekends are for our families. Occasionally something will come up that we do have to take care of because we do run a business and emergencies happen and timelines happen. And we, we have, we have deadlines for projects that need to get in on time. And you know, if one person falls behind the whole project can, it's a domino effect can fall behind. So there are circumstances that we do have to work when we would not like to, but we have sat down and said, no, the evenings are for our families. Friday nights are date nights with our husbands. The weekends are for doing things around the house and doing things with our families and we really try and separate our work time and our family and home time. And it's hard when you run a business from your home. Mm -hmm. And for me, I try because we have a separate office. I keep that door closed. If I am working, I try and work in my office. And then when I'm done, I come out and I close the door and I try not to go in there on off hours. Yeah. That, that has helped, but it's still tricky. It's still, still a tricky balance. And it's interesting that, that we, well, we're continuing to learn that lesson mm -hmm. because we get, we are passionate about what we do and we do care about each and every project and each and every person that we work with. And so we're nurturing them too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's interesting that that is a lesson that we have to keep learning. I learned this lesson years ago. There were, um, there were a few years that I taught my kids from home, um, even pre-pandemic. <laughs> um, there were just a few years that that homeschooling them was the best thing for them. And I had to set those boundaries then so that we didn't not get to schoolwork or didn't do schoolwork for too long. And yeah. so you think you've learned a lesson and then the next phase of your life comes and you're learning that lesson again. Oh, boundaries. That would be a good yeah. thing. <laughs> It's a lifelong lesson. Yeah. We keep learning. Laura, anything else from your end? Oh, goodness. Um, I would also, I guess, put in into that, along with creating boundaries, is you have to give yourself personal time. Running your own business from home, what, well, working from home in general, whether you're running your own business or working from, for someone else or um, you need to have time for yourself. I've already mentioned, I take naps 
it's every day. I, if I don't, honestly, there are times when I'm on vacation with my family that that just doesn't happen because we're out and we're busy and we're seeing sites and I get really cranky. Um, but I, when I'm at home, I make sure I take a nap every day. And so we know, okay, I'm usually in my office by seven in the morning. We'll work till about noon, 1230. I have lunch. I go and lay down. I'm up around four and then I'll probably do a little bit more work. Um, maybe an hour or two more, but everyone needs something that's fulfilling to them outside of work, a hobby, something that brings joy into your life. And we do struggle with that. We, both of us are creative people. Mm-hmm. Our business is creative, but it's not necessarily creative for ourselves. We're creating mm-hmm. for other people. And so we need to take the time every once in a while to create for ourselves, whether that's not for Carrie cooking a meal. She's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to cook. She doesn't like to cook, but baking, or we both like to quilt or, um, I pretty much if it's a pretty, craft, yeah, pretty much if, give we'll me some it. yarn, give me some paper, give me anything. And I, and I'll create, but, um, I need to have that in me. And especially if it's for someone else, if it's making a quilt for one of my grandsons or, um, just something that brings me personal joy rather than, you know, for someone else all the time. Right. No. Do you find that it gets a little blurry when it's like you're illustrating something for your own book? Like, is that fun and work? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As a creative person, or maybe it's just my personality, I tend to work on a project, work on a project. And then I kind of fizzle out a little bit if I've worked on it too long and I want to start something new. And so when I'm working on a book, if it's taking too long, I get a little burned out. So, um, I started in December working on a book for another author. So she wanted me to illustrate her books. I did two in a row. I was supposed to do a third one and I just, I needed to take a break for my health. I just needed that time. And so she was very understanding and it's just going to get pushed back a little bit, but I needed to take a break. I didn't have the creative energy to put towards that at the time. And that's okay. It's, you know, there are things that come up in life and we need to take care of ourselves and we need to prioritize things. And um, so yes, I get both. Sometimes I'm work if I'm working something creative for someone else, it brings a lot of joy. And sometimes I, I get, oh, do I really need to do it? <laughs> I think that's the, the case with any job though. Yeah. So yeah. Carrie, any last thoughts? Um, it's the same for me with writing, actually. I love, I love falling into the world that I'm writing and and f- finding out what's happening because I'm, there's pantsers and there's plotters and plotters you're going to have to explain that. Yes. <laughs> they have everything plotted out. They have an outline. They know, you know, the whole, the whole thing before it's, we've all outlined something in school and then there's pantsers. And that's because you write by the seat of your pants. And <laughs> I'm a little of both, but I'm more a pantser. And so it's very exciting for me to get sucked into the world that I'm writing about and yet there are times where you, um, you get 
burnt out. And, and there are times where I just say, I can't look at words anymore. I don't want to look at a single <laughs> word. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I just need to step away for a little bit. And it is interesting how something that you love to do so much can also, it's, it's, it can be taxing on you and it can wear you down. And so you have to step away from it and, and do something else. I understand <laughs> on every level. I understand. Yes. Yes. I, I have enjoyed teaching English. Um, I was doing it 40, 50 hours a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's you're on camera a hundred percent and you're, you're almost like a clown. I mean, like you mm-hmm. really yes. have to be engaged. That's hot. That's and, a high energy job mm-hmm. right there. And I have definitely been up and down a few times where I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, got to pull back a little bit. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I, this was our, our first three person. I don't know how to say this <laughs> three person interview. This was fun. Uh, thank well, you thank for cooperating. You. Hopefully uh, it wasn't too confusing. But <laughs> Yes. Uh, let's go ahead and just let people know how they can reach out to you if they're interested in asking you questions or if they're an illustrator or an author who might want to work in, uh, let's say, positive educational life lessons, clean, magical, (laughs) magical (laughs) writing and illustrating. Okay. So our website is lollypublishing.com, L-A-W-L-E-Y. And you can find if you are an author or an illustrator and you want to submit to us, we have our submissions page with all of our guidelines. All of our books are up there as well. Um, If you are interested in following us on social media, our Instagram is at Kids Books with Heart. You can find us on Facebook at Lolly Publishing. You can find us on Pinterest. You can find us on YouTube. We have a lot of our books read by the authors um, put to videos. So it's great for kids who, if you want a safe place for your kids to go to on YouTube, send them to Lolly Publishing. Um, we are also on TikTok, which just <laughs> kills me a little bit. Um, we're Lolly Books on TikTok. And if you are interested in any of our books, we actually have our books globally. They're anywhere books are sold online. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you'll find them on Target. You'll find them on Walmart. Um, you'll find them in countries I can't even pronounce. pronounce. <laughs> so um but check them out. We have some amazing authors with some amazing stories to tell. And, and again, these are good, clean, uplifting stories that you will be happy to share with your children that you, you don't need to be worried about what the content is. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Laura and Carrie. I appreciate your time today. And I think we'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you thank so you much. Much, April. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.